Hello and welcome to the Hashtag Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Schultz, and today I was joined by Kyle Bellafuel as we switch things up and talk a little bit of IDP today. And now I'm joined by Kyle Bellafuel of IDP Guys. How are you doing tonight, Kyle? I'm doing good, Jordan. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, of course. I'm really excited to have you on here. I've uh, heard you on a couple of other podcasts recently. Uh, of course, you know, I have like uh, my Dynasty and IDP shows in my in my app. So once I heard you pop up on a few of those, I was like, man, I got to get you onto my show because I, I really like uh, some of the info and the analysis you bring. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate that, man. No, yeah, for sure. This to be Definitely. fun. For sure. So before we kind of jump into things, uh, where can people find you on Twitter and all that? Uh, my Twitter handle is at kbelf. K B E L L F 54. Um, you can find my writing over at IDP guys. Um, I just released a veteran pass rushers article for uh, competing teams the other day. Um, just kind of hitting some different things, some rookies to stash and some veterans that can help you, you know, in this upcoming season or two. And uh, yeah, just kind of hitting some off season stuff before the season hopefully kicks off here soon. Yeah. I was uh, actually reading that article I think last night or the two nights ago, and there's some good stuff in there, like Justin Houston. Like, it's kind of crazy how late he's going, and he's realistically probably going to be like a top 12 to 15 guy at his position this year. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was kind of, when I looked at their, our ADP, I think he was like DL 39. I'm like, holy smokes, he's going as a DL 4. And, uh, I mean, he had 11 sacks last year, and they beefed up that line getting Buckner. And, um, you know, if the two young guys, Toure and Ben Benagu, can can kind of step up on the other side, I mean – I, I could see him eclipsing the 11 sacks he got last year, you know? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. easy. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go through and talk about our top 12s for Dynasty at each of the main positions. Uh, we're not going to uh, split up defensive line into tackle and ends or defensive backs into cornerbacks and sa- uh, safeties. We're just going to kind of lump them together. we got D-line, defensive back, and linebackers. Um, the plan for now is to try and get through all three positions, but just kind of depending on how things run, we may stop somewhere kind of in between and maybe circle back around later and finish this up. Um, but jumping right into it, we got the uh, linebacker position, and we have a consensus, a consensus at the top of our ranks at number one, and that's Darius Leonard. Um, I'd be shocked if you find a lot of rankings out there, Dynasty or Redraft, that don't have him at number one. I mean, you just look at what he was able to do last year. Um, he came down, you know, to 121 tackles now from 163 as a rookie, um, was still in the backfield a lot, had six hits on the quarterback, uh, five sacks, um, you know, a pretty good pass defender, had I believe like seven or eight passes defense last year. Um I mean, surefire lock and load, LB1. Unfortunately, I don't have him in any of my leagues just because people are drafting him before. I'm comfortable kind of starting to really, really hit my IDPs. Um, but if you do want to lock down that IDP position, uh, Darius Leonard at 101, that's the, the easy choice for me. What about you? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Leonard's my my one when I was putting the list together. That was didn't take long to think about that one. Um like you though, I don't have any shares either. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's going. If you want him, you got to get him early. I mean, he produces and he'll continue to produce. I mean, they don't call him the maniac for anything. You know, he's all over tackles, tackles for lost sacks. Like you said, even the pass, def- passes defended. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a stud. I mean, yeah, you look at what he did last year, and like that's probably going to be close to his floor moving forward. Like, I would not be shocked to see him get up into that 150, 160 tackle range again. Absolutely. Yeah. 121 tackles in 13 games, you know? Right. Yeah. So on pace, probably for right about where he was before. It's absolute monster. Yep. Um, So moving on to our next guy here, uh, your number two linebacker um, is Tremaine Edmonds. I have him down. Let me see on mine. I believe at linebacker eight. 
Um, so Tremaine Edwards of the Buffalo Bills, looking at what he did last year, uh, 115 total tackles, uh, defended nine passes, intercepted one of those. Uh, didn't get in the backfield a lot, only had one and a half sacks. Um, I'm a little curious, you know, what, where do you think uh, he still has room to grow uh, to justify this ranking at number two? Yeah, I, I just I've, I've always been a big Edmonds fan coming out of Virginia Tech. I mean, he's big. He's 6'5", 250. He moves well. He's, he's athletic as all could be. Um, you know, I, I think his best football is yet to come, possibly. Um, you know, he's, he's got 20 passes defended in the last two years. So he's, he's solid in coverage. Um, you know, 121 tackles as a rookie, 115 last year. And you got to take it into effect, too, that week 17, he only played like 10 snaps because I believe Buffalo had their seed locked up. If that was, I believe that was the case, and he didn't play the last week. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I think he's only 22. And he's already got two, you know, what, 120 tackles, 115 tackle seasons under mm-hmm. his belt. Um, yeah, I just – I could see him taking a big step. I really could. Uh, yeah, I, I like the call of putting him all the way up at number two. It's a little bit more bold than I'm willing yeah. to go. But, I mean, if, <laughs> when you watch him play, like, the talent is there. The only yeah. thing I think that could kind of hold him back a little bit is I just I just don't know if he's ever really going to be able to get up, you know, to that, like, five, six, seven sack level season. Yep. Um, and I wonder if that's going to hurt his upside a little bit. Um, and not necessarily knock on him, just more of, like, I guess a benefit for some of the other guys I have around him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's going to be locked in as a tackle machine for <laughs> the next decade as long as he yeah. stays healthy there, for sure. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally get it, man. And yeah, yeah. I mean, is, is he going to fill the stat sheet up with a few extra sacks and, you know, the big plays? Um, you hope so. And, he, and he's in a great spot to do it. We'll, just, we'll see. He's kind of a plant, plant my flag guy, too. I just, I'm just a huge fan. <laughs> hey, I like it. You heard it here first. Jermaine Edmonds breakout season coming. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, man. <laughs> All right, let's move it on down to number three for you, and that's uh, Roquan Smith. He's number two for me of the Chicago Bears. Um, another guy um, that came down a little bit on his numbers from his rookie year, but again, missed some time. Only played 12 games last year, um, which, you know, maybe a little bit of concern, but I think he bounces back just fine. Um, similar situation with Tremaine Edmonds. He didn't really get in the backfield a lot, only had two sacks last year, but he did have five as a rookie, so I do think that there's room for that to come back up. Um, and then same, you saw him finish with 101 tackles down from 121. But I think, you know, you extrapolate that over 16 games and he's going to be just fine. Um, I'm a big Roquan Smith guy here. Um, wh- where do you come in on him this year? No, I, I am too. I, I really like Roquan. I liked him coming out of Georgia. Um, you know, like you said, he, uh, he only went 12 games last year. He got hurt week 14 and he had that huge game week 13 too. week before against Detroit, what 16 tackles. And, uh, I think he had two sacks, um, just a huge game. Then he unfortunately got hurt the next week. And I mean, if he, if he, you know, finishes strong to, you know, to finish cap off the season, um, those numbers would have really been bigger. So I, I think if he can play the whole season this year, he could really have a big year, you know, for sure. And it's not like they have an offense that I see is going to keep them on the sidelines a lot. Like they're going to be yeah. on the field all right. the time. Right. No, that's a great point. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. For sure. So I think for Roquan, I think we're both in agreement there. We've, we've seen the floor. The better days are most likely ahead as long as he stays healthy. Yep, absolutely. For sure. Let's kick it over to number four on your list now. And he's number three on mine. And that's going to be Jalen Smith. Maybe a little bit of a homer pick here as a Cowboys fan for me. Um, but I, you know, I've, I think in that sense, I'm very well qualified to try and uh, analyze him just because I've seen him play every single game of his career. Um, we've seen him climb from 81 tackles in his first year uh, up to 121 in his second and then 
142 last year. Um, of course, that was probably uh, propped up a little bit by Leighton Vander Esch missing so much time, but I do think that 120 tackle range is pretty close to what you can expect going forward. Um, he has seven and a half sacks over three years. So again, not a guy that's a monster there by any means, um, but he really excelled in pass coverage last year, went up uh, from four passes defense in 2018 up to nine last year. And I really do think that that wasn't like a fluke. I really think that he improved in coverage, even though there is still some room for him to grow there. Um, he got into the backfield and had six, uh, or excuse me, three quarterback hits. So maybe a little bit left on the table there in terms of sacks. Uh, but I'm a big, big fan of Jalen Smith. He's one guy that I'm very happy if I can lock him in as my linebacker one, um, just like where he goes in drafts. Yeah, absolutely. No, Smith, Smith's a stud in, and uh, there's a lot of people that are really high on him after that big 2019, um, like you said, 142 tackles, 83 solos. And then yeah, the nine passes defended too. You know, I know he's got a, I mean, a little bit of, improvement coverage coming but i mean he he gets it done you know um and he, you know the biggest thing with him is he's stayed healthy you know with the with the questions right. that, mm-hmm. that that bad injury had and, you know 32 games the last two years so he's he's holding up and playing well yeah he's really kind of lived up to that second round billing that we i believe we traded yeah. up at the top of the second to grab him and yeah um, i can remember being a little skeptical at the time and then you know hearing reports of like oh you know one of the dallas cowboys doctors is the one that did a surgery and it's like well maybe yeah. they knew something and looking back on it it definitely was the right call absolutely yeah i mean when they took him in the second everybody was like well that's a gamble you know but they were comfortable with with what they saw apparently and i mean he was really touted coming out of notre dame big time prospect and then had that unfortunate injury and you know, and you you, got, you guys were willing to take the chance on him in a second, and, and it's paying off. Yeah, so. for sure. One of those risks that's paid off. Um, you know, keeping on the lines of risk here, let's move on to our next guy, and that's Deion Jones. <laughs> um, I love, like, the ranking of this. I think it's bold. I, I want to put him there. Like, the talent is undeniable. Uh, yeah. But uh, just some of the questions around him, you know, put put together 16 games last year. So I don't think the health is going to be a super huge concern. Um, the area that I'm not a big of a fan of is like the fact that it seems like he's doing less and less in coverage. You know, he had 11 and 10 passes defense his first two years, and then he only has yeah. 11 combined over the last two. Do you think that that is more scheme? Is that something you've seen in film that's kind of leading to that? Like, what's kind of your take on that? Um, you know, I... I still believe in his talent. I think he's really good in coverage. I, I think he's, you know, he's super athletic. He covers the field. Um, I just think I was such a, I'm such a big fan of his talent. He had those two really good years to start his career off. You know, that year two, he had 138 tackles. When then as a rookie, he had three picks and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He was making them big plays. And, um, you know, Devondre Campbell had that huge year last year. You know, and, and Jones had 110 tackles. It wasn't quite this huge year that everybody wanted, but, um, he started slow though. He feel like he yes. kind of picked up speed down the stretch. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Campbell's gone and, and, uh, I just, I, I think, I think Jones can get back to that, that big time playmaking linebacker that he, he showed he could be the first two years, you know, I, no, I agree. I mean, it's not like he's like bad in coverage by any means. Like he still has, you know, an interception yeah. every single year and has a house call every single year except for his right. so- uh, sophomore season. So he, he's just a guy that makes plays and finds himself around the ball and opportunities to do things. Um, I'm with you. I think he's going to bounce back here. Um, I like yeah. a couple of the younger guys that you have ranked right behind him a little bit more than him. But man, I, this is a bold call, but I like it. I If I'm setting his over under this year on like 120 for tackles, what are you taking? No, I like it. I like that 120 number. I do. And then, uh, you know, I just I, – I think 120 number, and then if he gets back to, to making some of them big-time plays he made in the first couple of years, um, we'll see the, the Deion Jones of early shine, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Definitely. I mean, he only has two sacks over his career, too. So there's even some room right. to get some extra fantasy points there if yep. they can, you know, get him some different schemes like that. Absolutely. Um, so the next guy on your list, and I believe we are at number two, is that number six now, is going to be Devin White. Yep. Uh, he comes in at number five for me. Um, I'm a big, big, big Devin White fan, so I could talk for a while on him. So I'm going to let you take the floor on this one. Uh, give me your thoughts on Devin White. Uh, no, I, I like Devin White, too. Um, obviously, he was a big-time prospect coming to LSU. Um, I thought he played well the, the finish the year last year. I thought he finished pretty mm-hmm. strong. You know, He played 13 games, 91 tackles, three forced fumbles, four fumble recovery. Or three force fumbles, four fumble recoveries. So those are some big plays for you know mm-hmm. for the defense. You know, two and a half sacks, four tackles for loss. Um, you know, he, he shows the knack to make the big play for Tampa Bay. Um, you know, he finished strong. If he can play the full sixteen, he's got that first year under his belt, and uh, I think he can have a big twenty twenty. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at it like in um, he's gonna have. I, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on whether he's helped or hindered a little bit by having uh, Levante David there just because, you know, right. he is such a such a force. Um, but you're you're guy drafting Devin White now for what's going to happen like once he's gone and when he's really kind of gotten to his prime those third, fourth seasons. Um, yep. You look at just like what he did last year and he still almost had 100 tackles. Um, you know, filled up the stat sheet all over the place, you know, had an interception, passes defense, fumble recovered, like you said, yeah. um, took took two of them back to the house even last year. Yes. yes. So, I mean, some guys are just having a knack for the ball, and he really is kind of one of those guys, like, it's, I, I hate to just have, like, that basic cookie-cutter analysis, but he is, he's just a gamer. He's one of those guys that gets out there and he makes plays. Um, definitely uh, the future is bright for him. Um, moving to number seven for you is Devin Bush, another uh, sophomore linebacker for the Steelers. Um, well, it's another sophomore linebacker, not another linebacker for the Steelers. Um, talk about Devin Bush. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Michigan fan, so I've been a Devin Bush fan for a while. Uh, and uh, I think, um, you, know, you know, he started off last year. He started hot. He came out with a fury, um, making plays for the Pittsburgh defense. And then, you know, towards the end of the year, his snaps were just up and down. Um, you know, some of that could be attributed to Pittsburgh really didn't have a whole lot to play for maybe because, you know, Duck Hodges was their quarterback, mm-hmm. um, you know, so they, you know, I kind of read they didn't want to overload him too much last year, so they might have scaled him back at the end. So, you know, and he still had 109 tackles, total tackles and 72 solos and nine tackles for loss. So, I mean, he had a, you know, really solid rookie year. Um, so, I mean, if they take the reins off for 2020 and give him that, you know, you're the dude, go out there play you know every snap he could have a monster year you know yeah and i mean really he should i mean the only the real competition he has there in the middle is vince williams so you have to imagine that they're going to give him all the snaps that he can handle you gotta think so right i I think so i I agree with you there i think you know it's 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 a full go you know for him and that's that i think that means big things for this year Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, too. I mean, really, obviously, we're talking about our top 12, so you really can't go wrong with a lot of these guys, so it's kind of Absolutely. tough to differentiate. But, I mean, I would not be shocked if, you know, we look back on this in, you know, three years from now, if the last two guys we talked about, White and Bush, are, like, number one and number two on our list. Yep, absolutely. Uh, That's a, it's a great point. I, I could totally see us doing this again in a couple of years and being those guys that are the top two and we're arguing who's one and who's two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Um, 
Moving on to our next linebacker here, that's going to be Fred Warner. He's a guy that kind of came on strong last year after Quan Alexander went down, so I am excited, or I guess I don't know if excited is the right word, but intrigued to see what happens when they have that whole crew back and healthy. Um, but you look at what he was able to do, um, 118 tackles followed up on 124 from his rookie year. Um, he really kind of elevated his game everywhere else. You know, nine passes, defense, pulled down an interception, um, got in the backfield quite a bit, had seven hits, or excuse me, five hits on the quarterback, seven tackles for loss. Um, are you nervous at all about Quan coming back this year, or do you think that he's cemented himself as like the man in the middle there? Yeah, actually, my first note for Fred Warner, um, well, my my notes for the show here is he's the man in San Francisco now. Okay, I like <laughs> so, it. Yeah, no, I, I love Warner. Uh, he's a great player. I mean, he's just so good in coverage too. I seen a clip on Twitter a while back there. He was running with a slot receiver, you know, just smooth. Fluid moving uh, linebacker can can cover with the best of them. Um, yeah, I think I think he is the man in San Francisco, and he's he's going to have another good year, another big year for San Fran for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, and you know that San Francisco is a team that's going to want to play defense, yep. run the ball as much as they can, control the clock. He's really in an amazing system to put up numbers. Like not only just the fact that he's surrounded by so many studs around him that are going to leave him free to make those plays, um, like he could arguably be the most talented group out there in the linebacker. And I'm a big, big Quan Alexander fan. I've been a fan of his since he came out um, yes. yep. first few years in Tampa Bay. Even like I was a big Quan guy. Um, I think that they could realistically have like the best uh, grouping of linebackers in the league this year. Yeah, and then you throw Dre Greenlaw in there, too. He mm-hmm. played so well down the stretch for him. Yeah, that's a great trio right there, for sure. It is. They might be the deepest three there, yep. um, for sure. Uh, moving on to our next linebacker. We're at number nine for you now. Um, that's me, Bobby Wagner. I have him up at number four, maybe a little bit of a Northwest bias and just how much I've got to see this guy play. But, I mean, you just look at what he does, and every single year he produces. Um, of course, he's going to turn 30 this year. Um, in general, it seems like players on the defensive side of the ball don't face as steep of a drop-off as guys on the offensive side do. And he really is just a guy that seems like he's going to be a guy that puts up 125 to 130 tackles so the day he hangs up the cleats. Um, even last year, put up 159 total tackles. Um, you know, don't, I don't need to tell you anything else about it. It's Bobby Wagner. We all know about him. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. the, the big difference in our ranking here is probably it seems like you tend to tend to favor some of the youth a little bit more, um, whereas like a guy like Wagner, I'm fine pulling him inside the top five. Yeah, no, and actually it kind of hurt me to put him at night because I'm such a huge fan of Bobby Wagner, and I've had him higher than this earlier in my rankings, and now I'm just kind of starting to go a little bit towards the youth. But, I mean, you know, he's hitting that age 30 number, so that's what everybody's kind of worried about and probably would push him down my list a little bit. But like you said, 159 tackles last year. You can you can basically pencil in 130 tackles for him if he plays the whole season. 80 solos. last. He's had 80-plus solos every year the last four years. I mean, you know, he's like the gold standard at linebacker, you know. He just put it, set it, and forget it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And he, he just does a little bit of everything. Like just over the last three years, you know, he's had, let me do a quick math, uh, 23 passes defense, came away with four different fumble recoveries, four interceptions, <laughs> let's see, three touchdowns. Wow. Guy's guy's just a monster. Like, and yeah. he's consistent too. Like as long as he's in the lineup, which he, he really is. I mean, looking at his game log, like he just doesn't miss a lot of times. He's 16, 15, 16, 16, 15 played in the yeah. last five years. Like, just forget it, man. That's crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. He gets it done and he's out there, you know. Um, he's he's the man. He is, for sure. So next guy I want to talk about, I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts here because this is the first kind of big rankings discrepancy we had where uh, I had a guy quite a bit lower than you did, um, and that's Joe Schobert. Um, making the switch over to the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Um, what, what are your thoughts on him? 
Um, I, I like the spot for him in Jacksonville. I, yeah, I think they're bringing him in. They get, they paid him well, that five-year, $53 mm-hmm. million dollar deal. They're bringing him in to be the man in the middle of defense and run the show there. Um, you know, he's a tackle machine. You know, 2017, 144 total tackles. 2018, 103 tackles in 13 games. And then you look at last year, 133 total tackles, 89 solos. Um, he just gets it done. He, he can stay out there all three downs. And, you know, I think he's the man in Jacksonville now. And, and I think they're going to be on the field a lot, the defense. You know, they play they play in a division that has Tennessee in it. They're going to run the ball a lot. And um, I just – I like the spot for him there. Um, and I think he's going to continue to put up those big tackle numbers in Jacksonville running the show. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, he's been the last three years, 144, 103, and 133, like you said. Excuse me, 103 and 133. Um, I, I don't. I, I wish I had like a better analysis on why I have him a little bit lower. I think it's just more I favor some of the other guys more than him, I guess, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. No, and I get it. I've seen him. He, he's all over the rankings, and I kind of struggled where I was putting him too, but I I just I like the spot, and I think he's just going to be just a solid tackle guy like he's been, you know, and – and he's going to be on a defense that's on the field quite a bit. Do you have a, a many shares of him? Because I feel like even where I have him down low in my rankings, like he's just going so early in drafts. He's similar to Darius Leonard where he's just going a round or two before I'm really even comfortable starting to pull those guys. Yeah, no, I, I have uh, – I got one share in my longest running dynasty league. I actually traded for him last year. And then I got him in one startup I did this offseason. And actually it was – I think he was still a free agent at the time. And he slipped a while. So – um, he went later than he than he would have went, obviously, when he signed with Jacksonville, because everybody, you know, he kind of fading him when he's not signed anywhere yet. Where's he going to go? You know, is he going to get like a one year deal somewhere? And it's not ideal, you know. Um, but that, I think I have two shares, and those are the only two I have. Okay, uh, another question for you on him. Uh, looking at like kind of just the trends over his career, um, he really seemed to take a step up uh, in coverage last year. You know, went up to nine yep. passes defense and had four interceptions. Uh, do you think that that's like a legit jump that we can expect going forward? Yeah, I, I think he's he's solid in coverage. Um, yeah, and I, I think he'll be all right in Jacksonville as well. Um, I, I think he can hold up just fine, and uh, you know you don't have to really worry about him coming off the field on third down. Um, I think he's going to be in the middle, stay on there in third down, and Miles Jack's going to play the weak side and just let, they're going to let him run and make plays because that's best. That's what suits him best, you know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I, I do like the fit with Miles Jack, like a little bit of a. A little bit of muscle there beside him. It's a, it's a good yeah. pairing for sure. Yeah, I do. I think it's a good – yeah, exactly. It's a great great call. For sure. All right, so moving on to your number 11 linebacker. That's going to be Corey Littleton of the Rams. Um, had a big, big season last year. I mean, really jumped up to 134 total tackles. Um, Sam had uh, nine passes defense. was actually down a little bit from his 2018 where he had 13. Um, but yep. he did have two interceptions still, was able to recover four fumbles. Um, three and a half sacks, uh, had five hits on the quarterback total, so maybe left a little bit on the on the field there. Could have had a little bit more even. Um, Littleton's a guy that I could really see like us talking next year about him being like a, a legit top five guy if he really builds off this season he did last year. Um, what are you expecting for Littleton? Actually, I said he was on the Rams. He's on the Raiders now. Excuse me. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, he signed with uh, with, with Ra- the Raiders this offseason, a three year, thirty six million dollar deal. Um, I think he's going to continue to produce there. Um, I know some people are a little worried about him. He's gonna he's gonna have to compete with Kwiatkowski, obviously. Yeah, um, I think he's another good linebacker there. Um, but uh, but you know Littleton, he's he's 134 tackles last year, 125 the year before. Um, he's just been really good for that Rams defense. He's really good in coverage. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. Um, I know his his uh, passes defense were down a little last year, but I mean he's got 22 the last couple years. Um, he's not coming off the field. 
Uh, I, I expect him to do really well in Vegas. Yeah, I think so, too. He's going to anchor that defense. Uh, you know, you saw what he did in L.A. I no reason to think that that's not going to continue once he moves over. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, so wrapping up your top 12 uh, is Blake Martinez. I got him at number 11 on mine, and he's a, just a case of a guy that is just steady when it comes to tackles, um, and not even just tackles in general, the solo tackles. He's had over yes. 90 of them the last three years. Um, so if you're in a league that kind of separates those out, he's a guy that definitely gets a boost there. Um, downsides, he hasn't done as much in coverage the last three years in terms of stats at least. Um, only five passes defense the last two seasons after having eight as a sophomore. Um was able to pull down an interception. Nothing really much for the terms of forcing fumbles or recover him. He has two forced in his career, two recovered, um, and those two recovered came in the same season. So he's just a case of a guy that if he ever starts doing more than just tackling, like he could blow up and be like a top one to two linebacker for the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm actually a Packer fan, so I've got to see – you know, every year Blake's been in the league so far pretty closely. Um, he's just a tackle machine. You know, he's he's stout, he, stout tackler. He gets it done there. Um, you know, like you said, he, he's got his he's got his his his, uh, his woes in coverage. He's not super great in coverage. Um, you know, Green Bay kind of used him. They they keep the game in front of him, and he would just you know go make the tackle. He's just and he's durable. You know, he plays he plays hurt. He plays every game. I expect he's a tackle machine. I expect the same thing for the Giants. You know, they bring him in. They've needed some help in that linebacking unit, and I think that's what they're looking for out of Blake. And, you know, he's a durable tackle machine, and I expect I expect him to produce there too. Yeah, it's like one of those where, like, as a guy that has uh, Blake Martinez on, gosh, I want to say three or four of my teams, um, I was very, very excited to see him land with the Giants. I think that he's just going to step right into that that middle linebacker role and just continue to build on what he's done the last three years. But it did make me very, very sad as a Cowboys fan to know that that's going to be the guy that's going to be trying to tee <laughs> off on Zeke, you know, for two times yeah. a year for the next four or five years. Right, right. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, all right, so that wraps up your top 12. Uh, we'll circle back around to the two guys on my list that were just outside the top 12 on yours. Um, first one, my linebacker nine is Isaiah Simmons, a rookie for the Cardinals. That could be a little bit of an aggressive uh, move on my part, but I am a big, big believer in Simmons, and I think he's a guy that's going to fill up the stat sheet. Like when you talk about those linebackers that do a little bit of everything, he's going to do a lot of everything. Um, very, very good in coverage. Um, shows he has a knack for the ball. He can get it in the backfield and make plays. Um, was heavily, heavily involved in the pass rushes last year with eight sacks uh, as a senior for Clemson. Um, finished with 104 tackles, 16 and a half of them for loss, three interceptions, um, eight passes defended. I mean, he just does a little bit of everything. Um, I'm all in on Isaiah Simmons. I've been drafting him in quite a few leagues just because I'm comfortable pulling on him, you know, as a top 10 linebacker. Um, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Simmons? Oh, man, I, I like this call, and I'm a huge Simmons fan, too. I absolutely love watching that guy play. I watched quite a few of his game tapes at Clemson, and he is just everywhere. You know, he can, he can play every He can play linebacker. He can play slot corner. He can play safety. I mean, he, he can do it all. And he's big, and he's fast and athletic. And, yeah, he's, he's going to fill the stat sheet. He's going to be everywhere. And I don't see him going off the field in Arizona, even though they have talent all over, you know. Um, no, I, I like this ranking. I I was really uh, excited to hear your analysis on Simmons seeing you, seeing you with him at nine. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I do. I think he's a guy, like, they they drafted him. They, they, they passed over some really, really good talents when they drafted him with the top ten pick. So I think they're going to get him on the field right away, and they're going to do – like, just they're going to use his versatility and move him all over and put him in all sorts of different looks and schemes to get the offensive side of the ball headaches. 
Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you got to you got to kind of game plan for him. You know, he's blitzing off the edge. He's in coverage. Where is he at? You know, so yeah, that's a great great point. They passed up some talent when they took him, so they got big plans for him. For sure. Like the only thing, I, only way I probably would have liked him more is if he would have landed in a spot like New England that just loves those versatile guys. Just because at that sure. point, then you know, you're talking like Pro Bowler from day one. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they would have him everywhere. For sure. Um, all right. So last uh, linebacker on my list coming in at number 12, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Um, I think that if he stays healthy, he's he's going to way outperform this rank. You know, he had 140 tackles as a rookie, seven passes defended, two interceptions. Um, not really much uh, in terms of getting in the backfield for sacks. Um, only two total quarterback hits and a half a sack in his career. So I, I do think there could be some room to come up there. Um, but I don't think that's ever going to be his strong suit. But he is a guy that I'm, I'm penciling in for 120 to 130 tackles um, every single year that he's healthy. Um, what are your thoughts on Leighton? Uh, injury? Have you? Does uh, the injury what made him drop for you, or what? What kind of? Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, it, the, literally the only thing that puts him on my top twelve is injury. Like I'm a huge fan of his talent. Like you said, 140 tackles as a rookie. Yeah, what 102 solos or something mm-hmm. um, crazy like that. Um, huge, huge fan of his talent. I just, I'm just, just kind of worried about that neck injury. Um, if he stays healthy, though, I mean, it's on. He's he's a stud. And, uh, you know, and the thing is, if you're willing to take him, it, it could be a great value in drafts, too, you know, because he's slipping out of the, out of the, you know, out of most LB1 top 12s, you know, so. Yeah, he's, he, he's dropping to where it's not going to kill you if he ends up just, you know, sure. getting hurt, for sure. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're most likely getting him at a great value. So, um, yeah, I mean, if he stays healthy, watch out, you know. For sure. The neck injury is n- nothing to take lightly. I mean, he's had issues with that going clear back to Boise State. So, I mean, yep. he could be one of those guys that's one wrong hit away from, you know, not really ever be able to do much again. Um, but all the reports coming out so far are positive. So I'm cautiously optimistic uh, as uh, with Leighton Van Der Esch as a backhand LB1. Awesome. All right, and so now we're going to transition over to the defensive line. A lot of familiar names at the top for both of us, just kind of in a little bit of a different order. Like looking down, our top six guys are all the same, just different orders. Uh, For you, you got Danielle Hunter, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa, Aaron Donald, Chase Young. Um, I have them Nick Bosa, Daniel Hunter, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, Chase Young. So just slight differences there. Um, You got Hunter as the number one spot. I got him number two. Um, What uh, made you put Hunter up above Bosa? I just I love his game. Um, you know, he's the last two years, 14 and a half sacks each year, 70 tackles, 72 tackles, 2018, 70 tackles in uh, 2019, 50 solos each year. I mean, those are that's those are big time stats for D lineman. 21 tackles for loss, 2018, 15 tackles for loss, 2019. So he's hitting that double digit number big time. And then uh, he's right around that 20 QB hit number two. And he had three forced fumbles last year, too. So. Um, he's, and he's still, he's only 25, you know, he made the pro bowl the last two years. He's, he's really emerged on the scene as one of the premier pass rusher in the league. And he's still only 25. So, um, I just big, big fan of his game. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Like there's not many defensive linemen that are able to hit that 70 tackle mark once in their career, let alone two times in a row. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and let's see, yeah, 14 and a half sacks, two years run. Yeah. All right. I can, I can kind of see it. I guess we're really putting a lot of stoke, uh, for me at least and Nick Bosa taking another huge step forward. Um, I got him at C. Yeah, but my number one for Nick Bosa. I'm um, looking what he did last year, 47 total tackles, nine sacks, um, 25 quarterback hits. So that's where I think there's still quite a bit of room for him to come up there. Um, Absolutely. I, I would not be shocked if he's hitting that 14, 15, uh, mark this year. 
Uh, yep. Outside of that, I mean, he's not going to be a guy that does a lot else, but I mean, I you just look at what he does, and he's just so powerful and just such a natural fit out there on the end. Um, you can, I, I'm a big fan of Bosa. I, I, I'm going to be interested to see how these two uh, guys play out for the rest of the season. Absolutely. No, I agree. And, yeah, Bosa's a stud. He had a great rookie year, and then he looked through in the playoffs. He had four sacks in three games. So Right. He, he Very, came up big. Finished strong. Finished strong to close it yeah. out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he had a huge rookie year and, and uh, I mean, like you said, there could be more there too. And I think there is. So I, I, you got him at one and I totally get it, man. Totally get it. I'm looking at your number three, uh, Miles Garrett. He's my number four. Um, he's a guy that when you watch him play, like the talent is just undeniable. Um, had 23 and a half sacks the last two years. Um, didn't do a lot in the tackles. Only had 29 before his season was cut short uh, with 10 games last year. And of course, we all know the, the infamous event <laughs> that led to that. Yeah. Um, I felt like a little uncomfortable even putting Garrett in my top five just because it seems like I don't know. It just seems like there's a, like a big risk with him. Like it seems like things can kind of fall apart at any moment, like they did last year. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he took that uh, that incident as a lesson to kind of get his head back on straight and you know kind of lock back in. Um, you know, I had ten sacks in ten games last year. Uh, what are you expecting from Garrett this year? Um, I think you know as long as he keeps his helmet on <laughs> and plays yeah. every game, I think 2020 could be a huge year for Miles Garrett. Um, I really do. I, you know, he had the, like you said, his year two, he had 13 and a half sacks. He had like 29 QB hits, I believe, and three forced fumbles. Um, you know, it took a big step that year. And then last year, you know, he had 10 sacks. You know, like you said, the tackle numbers weren't huge. He only had 29, but he had the 10 sacks, 11 tackles for loss, 18 QB hits. And then, you know, then his season was cut short. Like, you know, we all know what happened. Um, I just, I think if he can just stay out there every game this next year, I'm just a huge believer in his talent. I think he could have a big 2020 and hit like a, you know, 15 sack number this year, you know? Yeah. He does seem like that one guy that if like I had to put money down, like who's going to lead the lead in sacks next year. Like I almost feel like he would be like one of the best bets just because like he's going to have like something to prove after that last season. Yes. Yes. I like, <sighs> I don't, I don't yeah, know. I, I, like I can't quite get a, a quite I, I don't know I just can't quite get my my thumb around him like obviously I like him I have him at number four right um, but I mean he's a guy like I, at one point I was considering as my number one and ended up just you know sliding him down out to four but very very big talent there no undeniable on that front yeah I like that take too on the if you had to put money on the guy to lead leading sacks that's a good take I, I I agree with you there all right so moving on to our next guy um, that's gonna be Joey Bosa your number four my number three um, I think what I like about him is similar to what you like about Daniel Hunter. I, I like the fact that he racks up a high amount of tackles. I, he, he's not just a guy that's going to line up and get sacks. Like He's going to be a guy that's going to get you 60 to 70 tackles a year as long as he stays healthy. Um, had 67 tackles total last year, uh, 31 hits on the quarterback, 18 tackles for loss to go with his 11 and a half sacks. Uh, forced one fumble last year. Um, I think that that's going to be close to his floor for what you see moving forward. Um, big, big Bosa fan. He's going to be turning 25 this year, so he's entering that prime age. Um, I think he's another guy that if I was putting money down on leading the league in sacks this year, I could see him having a big, big breakthrough. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm a huge Bosa fan too. And, and it's tough ranking these top four because they're also talented. You know, they're in that mm-hmm. tier. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Bosa's just solid. 67 tackles last year, 11 and a half sacks, 18 tackles for loss. Um, he, he gets it done and you know, like you say, he's 25, he's hitting that, that prime time. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been producing every year he's been in the league, you know, even as rookie year, he had double digit sacks with 10 and a half and then he followed it up with 12 and a half. So, I mean, he had the injury in 2018, that foot injury, but, uh, but, you know, other than that, he's been, he's been putting up numbers and I expect more of the same. 
Yep, I'm with you on that. Uh, moving to our number five and number six to round out the top half of our defensive linemen. We both have Aaron Donald and Chase Young at five and six. Um, Aaron Donald, I mean, he's a little bit up there in age. You know, he's going to be turning 29 this year, but he's a guy that just produces, man. <laughs> 12 and a half sacks last year, which is down from 20 and a half the year before. Um, had 48 solo tackles, 20 tackles for loss. Um, two passes defended, recovered, forced two fumbles, recovered a fumble. Um, I mean, he's the one of the few defensive tackles that puts up defensive end numbers. If like you play in a league that differentiates differentiates defensive tackles from ends, I could see the case for moving him up to number one. Yep, absolutely. No, he like you said, he just gets it done. You look at it every all, all six seasons in the league. He's at he's at or in the last six years, he's at at least eight sacks from the inside. You mm-hmm. know, as a defensive tackle, that's crazy. And uh, you know, he had that huge twenty and a half sack year in twenty eighteen, and you know. Everybody kind of thought was that due because they have Dominican Sue there. Um, but, you know, he still had 12 and a half sacks uh, last year, right? I mean. Yeah, 12 and a half last year, yeah. 12 and a half last year. So, I mean, he still got it done. But, uh, yeah, he's just an animal. Um, he's getting up there a little bit, but he still gets it done. So, I expect I expect him to have another good year. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I'm not really worried about him aging too bad. I think he's a guy no. that's just he's, – he's going to be on the field and he's going to be a dominant force until, like, injuries take him off or he walks off on his own, like his yeah. own power for sure. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Did you um, see that video of him training with them knives? Yeah, that Dude. guy's crazy. It's, <laughs> like, it's weird, like, when you look at him, like, he is just, like, like a Hulk, literally. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. so big, man. Yeah. yeah, then them hands, you know. It's like, dude, he's training with knives. This guy's. A different kind of beast. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's in the NFL, and I'm just sitting here talking about him. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure, man. I hear you. <laughs> um, all right, so rounding out uh, the top half for both of us is Chase Young. Um, I mean, I would go almost as far as saying, and like I'll preface this by saying I haven't been scouting football for you know as long as some of these guys in the industry, but he might be the best like defensive end prospect I think I've ever seen coming out of college. Oh yeah, yeah, he's an absolute beast. You know, he 16 and a half sacks last year. He just just a dominant force. And uh, yeah, put that tape on. That was fun to watch. Yeah, the only downside is he ended up with the the Redskins, which is just again not a guy I'm happy to see my Cowboys lined up against. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I get that. That, that, was, that defensive <laughs> line is nasty. It was one of those where I was almost uh, hoping that the the Bengals would pull a surprise and taste Chase, Chase Young and let Burrow slide down to the Redskins. I almost feel better about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I get it as a Cowboys fan. I don't want to see him add to that already stout defensive line, you know, especially Chase Young. Like you said, what a prospect. He is. I would not be surprised if he's hitting like 10 to 11 sacks as a rookie. Like I could see him having like one of those years where maybe he only has, you know, 30, 30 to 40 tackles, but he makes the most of them when he gets eight to 10 sacks. Right. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I, I could, I could definitely, could definitely see him hitting double digit sacks right away as a rookie. He's got that kind of talent, man. For sure. And that's just going to be his floor moving forward. Uh, yep. for like a dynasty league. I, if you, if you end up taking him number one as like, not number one, but you know, your number one defensive lineman, I can't even really fault you that much in defensive line or in dynasty absolutely. just because I do think the ceiling is going to be that high for him. Right. Yeah. He's only going to go up and up. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And then now transitioning to somebody kind of on that opposite end of the timeline at number seven, uh, you got Cameron Jordan. He's been one of my favorites. I mean, yes. shoot, since he's been doing it since like the early 2010s. Um, <laughs> yeah, you absolutely. look back, he's played 16 games every single every single season except for his rookie year. Oh, I take that back. He started 15 as a rookie. He played 16 games every single year of his career. So he's just going to be there. You know, he's going to be in the lineup. 
Uh, he's gotten stronger uh, these last few years, you know, 13, 12, and 15 and a half sacks these last three years, um, which are all career highs, I believe. It's actually at 12 and a half in his third year. But yeah, he's getting stronger with age, you know, 53 tackles last year, uh, 15 tackles for loss, 25 hits on the quarterback. Um, Active in the passing game, had three passes defended. Um, Cameron Jordan's like a very big case of win now versus, you know, building for the future. But if you're going to push your chips on, on a guy to win now, I mean, you could, there's not many guys you could do better on that are going to be more consistent than Jordan. No, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. He is, like you said, he's been getting stronger as he's, as he's going here. He's going to be 31 soon, so he's getting up there. But, I mean, he's just steady. And he, like you said, he plays every game. He's out there. You can count on him. He's durable. And uh, you can pencil in 50 tackles and double-digit tackles for loss every year. And he's had at least 20 QB hits for the last five seasons. And like you, you, you said before, those sack numbers the last three years, 13, 12, 15 and a half. I mean, he just gets it done for you. Yeah, if you're a competing team, you definitely want Cam Jordan because you can pencil him in every week. Yeah, and he is going so, so late in drafts. Like, yep. I've gotten him on a couple of teams, and it's, like, outside of, like, round, like, 14, 15, 16. Like, it's it's deep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great value, for sure. Um, so, moving on to number eight, um, it's Josh Allen. And kind of, like, a similar to, like, what we were talking about with Chase Young, like, looking at what he did last year, 44 tackles but had 10 and a half sacks. Like, that's very much in line with kind of what I'm expecting uh, from Chase Young this year. Um, yeah. But looking at Allen, what are you expecting from him in year two? Yeah, I think he could have a big time year two. Um, you know, last year he had a really good year. He had 10 and a half sacks, 23 QB hits, 44 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, and he forced two fumbles. And he only played 634 snaps, you know. So, and now Clay's Campbell's gone. Is Yannick Gakwe going to be there or not? Nobody's sure. So, I think obviously his snaps have to go up. And um, I think that means his production is going to go up too. And he could have a monster 2020. Yeah, I don't really have much else to add on there. I mean, he's a guy that just when you watch him on the field, like he is very explosive. Like one of those guys that I could see even uh, with time, like developing into a guy that can maybe draw back as like a an outside linebacker in coverage. You know, when they're kind of mixing up some schemes and showing different things when they're blitzing, just because he's he's that much of an athlete. Oh, absolutely, super athletic and versatile. Yeah, that's it's. I totally agree with that. Uh, so moving on to the next guy on your list, number nine, that's going to be DeForest Buckner. Um, obviously, you got. Not, I guess not really a draft day trade, but it, it was a trade for the draft pick. Um, right. Heading over to Indianapolis. Uh, what are you expecting from him um, in his new home? Yeah, I think he's going to continue to produce in, in Indianapolis. You know, you look at the thing, he, he just puts up tackles every year, man. You look at his numbers um, the last five years, 73 the first year, 61, 67, 62 total tackles. So he just, he's just a tackle machine on the inside. Um, 2018, he had 12 sacks, which is big. And then he had seven and a half last year. You know, he's just he's he's huge. He's a beast and he's a big strong dude that just he's just gonna continue to to put up numbers for you. I I think he's gonna do well in Indy. Yeah, I hope that they, they move him around all over the offensive line. Right. I mean, he's he's obviously like primarily going to be a defensive tackle, but he's right. such a freak athlete. I want to see him out on the outside where he can get up, you know, those 12 to 13, 14 sack numbers just because the talent is there. It's undeniable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If he can hit the double digit sack numbers and go with his tackle numbers, right? I mean. You take that all day. But, yeah, I'd love to see him move around as well. That's that's what I hope for, too. Yeah, so we got Buckner at nine for you. He comes in at number 10 for me. Um, I had Cameron Jordan at number nine. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, but moving on to your number 10, uh, we got Max Crosby. He's the first one of your guys that is outside of my top 12. Um, sell me on Crosby. I a huge Crosby fan. I just love the way he plays. The guy's an animal. High motor just gets after it. Um, you know, he was a surprise for the Raiders. You look at they took Cleland Farrell in the first round and took Crosby in the fourth, I believe. And, uh, you know, he was the guy for him last year that just broke out and emerged. Um, 
He had 47 tackles, 36 solo, 16 tackles for loss, and he hit 10 sacks as a rookie. You know, um, mm-hmm. four, and then he look. He also had four passes defended and four forced fumbles. So you know, he was just making plays all over for for the Raiders defense. Um, and and uh, yeah, he was a big time surprise for them last year. And I mean, I think um, I, I think he's gonna continue to improve too. Uh, I just I love the way he plays. He's fun to watch, and the dude just gets after it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, briefly Clellan Farrell. Um, I have him at number 13 on my ranks, and he, I think that's part of the reason why I'm a little bit lower on Crosby. Just I, I'm not sure that they're really going to be able to support, like, too high-end, like, defensive end like that. Like, it's tough. Like, just an example from last year with, like, the Cowboys, you saw, like, when Robert Quinn came over and took some of that production, like, Demarcus Lawrence's numbers dropped, even though, like, his pressure numbers were just, you know, right on par with what they had been. It's just really hard to have two two really good defensive ends for fantasy. And I, I think Farrell is going to be a guy that they're going to give a long leash to try and fail. Um, you yes. know, they did they did invest that first-round capital on him. So I, I think that's kind of my biggest knock on Crosby is I just – Yeah, no, exactly. And then they, they brought in um, Carl Nassib as well and paid him pretty well. So, like, how much of a rotation are we going to see there? So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I just uh, definitely believe in, in Crosby's talent. And uh, just a guy, I, I think, you know, talent's there and and could have another, another big year in 2020. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, so number 11 for you is going to be Sam Hubbard. I have him at number eight for me. He's a guy that I've been loading up as my defensive, my first defensive lineman in tons of leagues. I'm a big, big Hubbard fan. Um, I think that he's only going to get better in year two as well, or excuse me, uh, in his third season here. Um, in his second season last year, I went up to eight and a half sacks, um, was able to get uh, 13 hits on the quarterback. Um, but I, I, I feel like that he's a better pass rusher than his numbers have shown so far. Like, I, I think he's going to get up over that double digit mark in sacks this year, um, which, you know, shows why I got him up inside my top 10. Um, but what are your thoughts on Hubbard? No, yeah, and I get it. I like the ranking there with you get Hubbard. Eight. I, I like his talent as well. And if you look, Last year he had 76 tackles too, which is a big number, you know, for a, a defensive end. Um, and, and if he hits that double-digit sack number, like you think he could, to, to go along with the tackle number, I mean, that's that's some really nice production. And uh, yeah, I like his talent as well, and I think he's going to continue to get better. Yep, I'm with you right there, 100. Uh, percent Rounding out your top 12, we got Chris Jones. He's a guy that is going to be lined up for a big payday at some point. I'm just <laughs> not fully convinced it's going to be the Chiefs that hand out that money. Um, but look at what he did last year in 12 games. Still was able to finish up with nine sacks, playing mostly in the middle. Like, that's just crazy. Um, had 36 total tackles, um, 20 hits on the quarterback, um, got his paws on four passes and knocked those down. Um, what are your thoughts on Chris Jones this year? Like, how do you think the whole situation with him in Kansas City is going to play out? I, if I remember right, he's talking about not even playing if he doesn't get a contract. Yeah, that's that's the big worry. That was, I had a hard time putting him there. I just, I'm a huge Chris Jones fan. He is just a disruptive force on the defensive line. Um, yeah, obviously the worry is, is he said he's not going to play. He's going to hold out, and the Chiefs just paid Patrick Mahomes a ton of money. So um, I don't know how that's all going to work out, but, I mean, he just he, – he's an absolute beast up front. Um, you know, in 2018, he had 15 and a half sacks, 19 tackles for loss, and 29 QB hits. And then, like, you did you have the stats there, and, and it was 12 games last year. He still had some really nice numbers with nine sacks, 20 QB hits. And then he was great for the Chiefs in the playoffs. He was one of the key pieces on the defense that, you know, was a big force for them to get to the title. So I, I'm just a huge believer in his talent. But like you said, there's a question mark. Where is he going to play? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. But when he's on the field, it's undoubtable. Like, he's one of those guys that his impact is felt, even if the box score doesn't always necessarily show it. Like, he's arguably the best guy on the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs every snap, even though his, his numbers aren't going to be like the, the huge, huge, like Danielle Hunter type numbers. Yep, yep, absolutely. I totally agree. 
Um, all right, so that rounds out your top 12. Looking at my uh, 11 and 12 that missed your cut, we're going to be Demarcus Lawrence. Um, I think you're going to see a resurgence back to kind of his old stats where he was before Robert Quinn showed up last year. Um, they look closer like what he did that season. I think that's more in line with what we're going to see this year. Um, obviously, he has a little bit of issues with his shoulder. You know, it's kind of seemed like they had surgery on it a couple of years ago, and it's kind of popped up and given a few issues here and there, but he still played through it for the most part. Um, where, you know, kind of ballpark, where would you have Lawrence coming in on your rankings? He was right after the top 12. I, I had him at 12. I moved him out. Um, I, I do like Demarcus Lawrence. And like you said, um, how much of that shoulder injury affected his play? Because, I mean, he showed flashes of just dominance there for a while. Um, you know, he gets fully healthy. He gets back to form. I mean, watch out, right? Um, but, no, yeah, I got him right around right around that 13, 14, 15 area. I, I almost had him at 12. It, it was close. Yeah, that's fair. That's I, I, kind of the range he's in. He's like, uh, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be like a, a DL1 for you, but he's going to be like kind of the, definitely high end DL2 with uh, with DL1 weeks for sure. Right. He's got the talent. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, all right. And then rounded out my list uh, for the top 12 is Frank Clark. Uh, looking at what he did in his first season with Kansas City last year, coming over from the Hawks. Um, he had eight sacks, 37 total tackles, 14 hits on the quarterback, uh, got four passes defended and re- forced three fumbles. Um, so very, very active in his first year. Um, only played 14 games, started 11 for him. Um, I think that that's going to be the floor for what you see moving forward from him. I mean, the talent is, is unarguable. He had 13 sacks year before, nine before that, 10. Um, so I, I think this is going to be the year he gets back up over that 10 sack mark, probably gets closer to 45 tackles. Um, very, very safe defensive one for me. Like if you're talking about the low and waiting on getting your defensive lineman, like if you could tell me I could wait and grab like Lawrence and Clark to like round out my defensive line unit, like I would love that. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I've grabbed Clark a few spots too, and uh, some of the startups I was in uh, when he was slipping a little bit. No, I, I like Clark's talent as well. Like you said, he had some big years in Seattle before he came to, to the Chiefs, and uh, yeah, I, I, he he definitely has the talent to put up some numbers. So I, I definitely like Clark as well. All right, so that's uh, rounds us up for our defensive line units here. Um, let's kick it over to defensive back and we'll kind of scoot through these guys a little bit quicker just because a lot of our top five are, are very similar right. um defensive back one and two i have jamal adams derwin james you go derwin's james jamal adams just quick uh why why do you have derwin above adams um i mean that's the big debate as far as in idp for the for the safeties um they're both super talented right i, I like them both i'd be happy to have either of them i just side with james just a little bit you know i was just such a big fan of him after that monster rookie year you know, they, he had 105 tackles, 75 solos, four tackles for loss, three sacks, three picks, 13 passes defense, and he, he was what first team All-Pro as a rookie. And you know, I was just I just loved watching him play. I love his role there. They put him everywhere. He can do everything. And um, yeah, I just I want to see him come back fully healthy and get back to that that Derwin James, you know, and uh, be everywhere making plays. Um, but yeah, like Adams is a Adams is a stud too. He, he just gets it done. He even though know, he had what. Uh, how many sacks last year? Three and a half sacks, I believe it was. Nine tackles for loss, 12 pass defense. He, he makes plays everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're both they're both studs, man. Yeah, I think for me the biggest uh, differential comes in just right. I feel like uh, – I guess it's kind of funny to say because he did drop last year to 75 tackles, but I feel like uh, Adams is a, sh- a more sure bet to put up uh, week-to-week production with like his uh, floor as a tackler. Um, yeah. 
come up in the box. He can stop the run. I mean, shoot, some of the best plays are when he's getting in the backfield. You know, so you mentioned six and a half sacks last year. Oh, um, yeah, that's that's yeah, really, yeah. really – it was three and a half though, in 2018. So yeah, you, okay, you weren't you were completely right. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, had 13 hits on the quarterback last year. I mean, I, it just really comes down to preference. I mean, I, I think uh, James is definitely going to be the better defender, probably even the better real-life NFL defender. But for fantasy, I'll, I'll go Adams just slightly. Yeah. Um, but can't really fault it too much there either way. Um, yeah, we got – the same. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I say yeah. They're both studs. You can't go wrong with either. Yeah. And for, thanks for thanks for the help. Six and a half sacks last year. That's a big number for a safety. I, I yeah. thought it was bigger than three and a half. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, looking at our three, four, five, we have them in the same order. There, we got Buda Baker, Landon Collins, Jabril Peppers. Um, I mean, these are kind of like the the second tier of defensive backs for me. If you miss out on the top two, this is where I, I really want to grab one of these guys to anchor it, and then I'll I'll honestly wait for my second defensive back after that. Yeah. If I can get one of these guys to anchor it. Um, I think Jabril Peppers is going to be in for a big year this year. I wouldn't be shocked if after this year I have him up above Landon Collins. Um, if he does what I think he's fully capable of there with the Giants. Um, oh, any any kind of notes you want to throw in on these three are pretty straightforward. It's kind of round out that year, too, too. No, yeah, it's it's like you said, it's pretty straightforward. It's what we see. The next, you said the next tier, you know, Jamal Adams and Derwin James are generally one, two. And then this is the next tier, guys that go off the board. They're all solid. They put up numbers. Um, I, I like Peppers as well. You know, Landon Collins is just steady Eddie, man. 100 tackles, you can just pencil it in. And uh, Buda Baker had a monster year last year, uh, 100 and what, 147 tackles, 104 mm-hmm. solos. Um, yeah, big fan of all three, and I think they're going to continue to produce. And I like the Peppers call, man. You know, he could really have a big year this year. Yeah, I think that uh, schematically he's going to be able to do a lot of things for the Giants this year. Like yep. They're really kind of starting to put some some quality pieces on there, both sides of the ball, really. But I'm 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 – think their defense is going to surprise a lot of people this year yeah yeah I, I like the duo of it with him and mckinney now i think that's a really nice safety duo there for the giants yeah you got him you got like we mentioned earlier blake martinez the yep. down the linebacker group i mean they're they're putting together something there for sure yeah yep absolutely all right and then here's where we kind of start to differentiate a little bit um you're number six uh for the rams we got john johnson i have him down at number eight for me um really really like your call of Keanu Neal at number seven I got him at number nine and then we have Jonathan Abram coming in at number eight for you um so just kind of Johnson Neal Abrams kind of give me your cliff notes on those three um yeah you know John Johnson started off huge for the Rams you know he had a really good rookie year and then year two big year year two he had 119 tackles 82 solos 11 passes defense and four interceptions so he was just all over the field and then uh you know last year unfortunately he got hurt he did have 51 tackles in uh, in six games, but he got hurt. And, um, you know, if he can get back to fully healthy this year and the Rams got like nothing at linebacker, you know, they're just waiting to see who emerges if we have a camp here soon. And um, so I think there could be a lot for him to – a lot of tackles for him to take there. Um, uh, Keanu Neal, uh, you know, he started off with a bang his, his rookie year and year two. Um, over 100 tackles each year. He had 83 solos in year two, six passes defense, three forced fumbles. He had five forced fumbles as a rookie. You know, he was just a force, although he came out came out uh, huge for, for Atlanta right away. Then he got hurt in 2018 and 2019, and a lot of people are worried because the knee injury and the Achilles injury are definitely big-time worries. But um, I, I just I love his talent, and I, I, I'm not ready to give up yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same here. I got him, I think, number yeah number nine. So I'm with you. Like, the talent yeah, when he's sure. there is just so, so good. But, yeah, I got to get past those injuries. But yep. he's he could be a league winner with, like, where he's going in drafts this year, for sure. No, that's a great call. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then number eight for you, uh, number seven for me, we got Jonathan Abram. Um, another guy 
um, that just really needs to, we haven't really got to see a ton from him yet, but uh, yeah. I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. Um, what's kind of your take on uh, Abrams or Abrams? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, we didn't get to see much, but I, I liked him coming out of Mississippi state. Um, you know, he's a physical player. He gets after it. Um, he, he just likes, I like the, like the way he plays the game. You know, he's, he's an intense dude and he likes to play physical and if he can stay healthy, I mean, he could put up some nice tackle numbers there for the Raiders. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, so after this for me, I don't know about for you, but for after like kind of this group right here, this is where it kind of gets wide for me. Like, the guys from like DB10 down to DB20 are fairly interchangeable for me. Yeah. Um, it gets really, really deep. You got Von Bell coming in at number nine. I want to say I had him at like 16 or 17. Um, he's a guy that's just been very, very steady. He's going to get you, you know, 80 tackles and 60 of those are going to be solo every single year. Um, he's going to get out there. He's going to get you a couple of inter- He's going to be in the, excuse me, in the secondary. He's going to get you multiple passes defended. Um, but the big thing you're going to like about him is going to be that, that tackle floor right there. Um, he just doesn't do a ton else outside of that. I mean, he's got seven fumbles, forced, and seven recovered in his career. But where do you see, like, or do you see any more upside, or do you think he's just more of kind of a steady floor guy? No, I, I think I like the call. You know, like you said, the 80 tackle number, the 60 solo number. He's, he's a steady, steady tackle guy. Um, you know, since he brought him in, and, um, you know, they have Jesse Bates there as well, who I like. And I see you have him mm-hmm. in your top 12, and I totally get it. They're both good players. Um, yeah. I think Sean Williams is affected the most there out of that safety unit. Um, yeah. I could see, I could see Von Bell playing, you know, like a linebacker role and sub packages and stuff. Um, I don't think he ever comes off the field there. I think he's, they're, they're looking for a big role for him. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he can do in Cincy. Yeah. And I think me being higher on Jesse Bates is just why I'm a little bit lower on Von Bell, just because I'm such a believer in his talent. You know, you're talking about a guy that gets 80 tackles, Bates is, you know, yeah. in a hundred in the first two years, um, yeah. getting you 70 of those solos. So um just man, Cincinnati, they're putting together a nice little defense there too. Yeah, absolutely. And they needed they needed it. You know, they they got a couple of rookies in their linebacker unit now, and then the Bell and, and Bates are gonna be a really nice safety duo. So yeah, I like what they're doing there. Yep, I agree with you on that hundred percent. Um looking at number ten for you, we got Taylor Rapp. Um he's gonna line up uh, next to John Johnson this year for the Rams. Um kind of a similar situation you're talking about Bell and Bates maybe eating away at each other. Do you worry about these two at all? Um, I mean, maybe a little bit, but not not too much. Um, I think they're both going to, you know, the Rams like like their safeties to be able to play different roles. And they like them to be versatile, so they're both going to move around. I mean, Taylor Rapp last year, obviously Johnson went down, so it helped him mm-hmm. get, some, get some numbers. But, I mean, 100 tackles, 62 solos, eight passes defense, two interceptions. And uh, he was a guy I really liked coming out in the draft. And um, I think him and Johnson are both going to have really good years this year. You know, it alludes to, like I was talking about, we recovered Johnson a little bit with the, the linebacking unit there not being much to speak of right now. You know, um, they could get a lot of opportunity in that back end and to come up too as well um, and, and, and get some tackles. So, so yeah, I, I, could see, I could see a big 2020 for Rap as well to build off that big rookie year. Yeah, I like that call a lot. I mean, we both have them both inside our top 12, so it's not like we're super, super down on them. We're obviously splitting hairs here. Yeah. Um, but that's what we got to do when we're talking about these guys at the top. Um, well, like, like you said, it gets tough when you get to the, to the 
after the first couple tiers there. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Um, the guy that you have here at 11, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, I have him up at number six. I would kind of almost consider him maybe just sneaking into that tier two, but definitely the top of the tier three for me. Um, you look at what he did last year after, you know, uh, he came over to the, to the Steelers. Like he definitely played with a vengeance and lit it up. Um, had a total on the season last year of 69 total tackles. Um, nine passes defended, had five interceptions, took one of those back for the house to the house, had two forced fumbles, three recovered, took another one of those back to the house. Um, just one of those guys that has a nose for the ball. Um, you have to worry about some of those counting stats coming down a little bit, but I believe in the talent. I actually wouldn't be surprised if that's just kind of like a floor of what we can kind of expect from him. Maybe not the touchdowns, but definitely like the, the turnovers. Oh yeah, I agree. He's just a playmaker, man. You know, he, when you're watching the Steelers play, the defense is when the defense is on the field. You're just waiting for Fitzpatrick to make a play, you know. And uh, yeah, I think like you said, last year could be his floor. And if he gets the if he hits that 80 tackle number to go with everything else he does, you know, this my my rank with him at 11 is definitely too low. So um, yeah, I, I do like his talent, and he is just an absolute playmaker out there. So um, he's gonna keep doing his thing. Yeah, do you think the Dolphins would take that trade back if they could? <laughs> I think they might. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really turned it on once he got, got in Pittsburgh. One of those few examples of a first-round pick actually kind of looking like the, the bad end of the trade a few <laughs> yeah. years later. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right, so rounding out your top 12, we got Tracy Walker of the Detroit Lions. Um, I think I had him at number 13 for mine, so I, I'm a big fan of him as well. Um, what are you expecting from Walker this year? Um, yeah, I, I really liked what I saw to Walker last year. Obviously, he just uh, emerged on the scene last year as, as a playmaking safety. And in 13 games, he had 103 tackles, 82 solos, which is a nice number, six mm-hmm. tackles for loss, and uh, eight passes defended. And he had one pick. So, I mean, he was just kind of all over doing it. Um, and, and I was also reading that he played half of his snaps deep and half in the box. So, He's, you know, they're using them all over. And then the Lions brought in um, Duran Harmon. And, you know, he's looking to play him deep. So that could mean he could be up. Walker could end up up in the box a little more, which. Oh, that'd be which, huge. Which which I think could be huge for him. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he could have another big year there in Detroit. He, sh- he certainly showed he, he could play last year. That's for sure. Yeah, it really kind of came out of nowhere. Like you said, yeah. from 21 to over 100 tackles in between year one and two. Like that's right, right. huge, huge jump. I do I do wonder if there may be a little bit of regression coming in that area. Yeah. Uh, but the talent, undeniable, 100%. Yeah, no, and I, I totally I, I get the regression thing, but just kind of reading up a little bit. I mean, if he gets some more box snaps too, that could, you know, that could really help his numbers as well, so – Yep, I agree there. Um, we already touched on my number 12, Jesse Bates, who was outside of yours. And then my number 10 defensive back is Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos. Um, looking at what he did last year, um, I mean, really did a little bit of everything. Had 93 solo, or 93 tackles, 65 solos, came in with four interceptions, 15 passes defended. Um, I mean, really, really excelled in coverage last year. Um I think that he's one of the safer back end defensive back ones that you could have right there. Um, just because he is excelling, he excels in coverage and he has a super high tackle floor as well. Um, where does Simmons come at in your ranks? Yeah, I actually fought with myself with him and Walker at 12. I, I mm-hmm. like your ranking of Simmons at 10. Like you said, he is, he's solid, man. You know, 90 combined tackles the last two years, two years. Oh, he's great in coverage. And he's one of them other guys too. He just, he looks like a playmaker out there, you know? Um, he's good in coverage and, and he's all over and I really really like Simmons as well and I, I like to call with him at 10 and and I, I fought with him not being in my 12 as well you know it's it's tough 
like we were texting last night or message on Twitter last night. I was like, man, this is tough to get get this top twelve nailed down with the DBs, you know. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It, like I said, it's weird. Like after you get like that top five or top six for me, if you include Minka there, like it's it's wide. Like those guys six clear down, you know, even if yeah, you put those yeah. third tier guys in, like a lot of variance there. Like Keanu Neal, we both have him outside the top six, and he could realistically be like the DB one this year if he keeps it all together and stays healthy. Right. Yeah. If he gets back to back to what he was doing his first couple of years and healthy, I mean, watch out. Right. Absolutely. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on here. It took us just a little over an hour, but we got through all all three positions here for our top 12s for Dynasty. Um, any kind of final thoughts or closing words you want to throw out? Oh, no, man, I had a blast. This was a lot of fun. We uh, we got through all the positions, and, uh, man, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was definitely a lot of fun, and it was cool to see your rankings compared to mine and kind of talk notes and and uh, see what we, what we thought at each player at each position. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. For sure. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me, man. I really, really, really enjoyed it and uh, definitely would look forward to doing it again. Yeah, I would say absolutely we'll have to have you on again. Well, thanks again, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate you inviting me on.